0: I want to encourage each and every one of you to strengthen your brother. It's time to reach out, to pray, to encourage your brother and sister along the way, because we know uh, the devil wants to sift us all as wheat. All right, on tonight, we want to continue with a thought, and that is the book of Revelation. Amen. Revelation means to reveal, and I think it's a good time um, right now because... First thing that comes out of individuals mouths uh, When I talk to them and they uh, talk with me is what's happening? Well, all of these things we knew uh, were happening And I think it's just a good idea that we just go and find out and read it And remind ourselves, amen, that God is revealing who he is Everybody don't know who Jesus is Everybody don't know that Jesus is God, All right. And when John saw the throne in heaven, he said, I saw one throne and one that sat upon him. All right. And we certainly know that man is Jesus. Everybody don't know who Jesus is. Not only is it a revealing of who he is, it's a revealing of the things, the signs uh, to come, uh, the plagues, the uh, judgments that God is going to bring uh, against the tribulation in the tribulation period. Amen. So I think it's very good uh, for us to be in this book. Amen. And certainly uh, it says, uh, if we read in Revelation uh, 1 and 3, it says, Blessed is he that readeth and he that heareth the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. Amen. And I want to remind you, the devil doesn't want us to read. Uh, Revelation because it talks about his doom, his end, uh, when he will be destroyed, he will be defeated, he will be cast down. Uh, so, but the Bible said we're blessed, uh, the individuals that read it and hear this prophecy. Amen. And so, what we're doing tonight, we can tell somebody it is good for us to be here. Amen. And as I have said before, Revelation is a good ending. Uh, to uh, the book of Genesis and we know uh, that the Bible is not written uh, like a fairy tale. Uh, The Bible says uh, for precept must be upon precept, line upon line, here a little and there a little. So we have to take the teachings of the Bible, what's written in the Old Testament, the New Testament, what John said, what Peter said, amen, what's another one of the Apostles said, put it all together And then we have truth, all right? So it's so important that the word of God is rightly divided. So, and I think Genesis, the things that we see in Genesis, I believe Revelation is the perfect book to end. Uh, As I have said before, uh, Genesis is our once upon a time, amen, and Revelation is, and we live happily ever after. The Bible said, and so shall we ever be with the Lord in the air. And I'm excited about that. I'm hoping that you're excited about that. But we see here in Genesis, the heaven and the earth were created. And uh, in Revelation, John said, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Uh, In Genesis, we see the sun and the moon appear. All right. And then we see in Revelation, there's no need for the sun and the moon anymore because he that is uh, the sun Amen. He is the S-U-N and the S-O-N, and he's going to be the light of the city. Uh, There will be no more darkness. There will be no more night. Amen. So there's no need for the sun and the moon anymore. All right. We see here in Genesis, we have the Garden of Eden, and now we have the Holy City. In Genesis, we have the marriage of the first Adam. And in Revelation, we have the marriage supper of the second Adam, and we know who that is. That's Jesus Christ. All right. In Genesis, we had the beginning of sin when Adam and Eve were fooled by the serpent. Amen. And in Revelation, we see an end or an abolishing, a putting away of sin. Amen. And certainly, we know also in Genesis, we see the appearance of the great adversary. Uh, And that is Satan, the devil, uh, the one that wants to tempt us, the one that wants to sift us as we. But in Revelation, we see his doom. Amen. He will be utterly destroyed. All right. And John, he said to the churches, to the seven churches, I know thy works. Amen. You might be able to hide from man, but you cannot hide from God amen and we're talking and coming right to the end of the lukewarm church the Laodicea church amen and certainly uh, God is saying you're neither hot nor cold and I began to um, wonder about that you know you see a lot of ministries now um, uh, that seem prosperous Uh, many members Uh, Seem to be doing things well Uh, Souls are being saved Uh, But God said you're neither hot nor cold And the the largest growing church now is the non-denominational church Uh, We don't want to be part of this And we don't want to be part of this We're kind of in the middle And that's what God's saying You know what, you're lukewarm You don't stand for anything and certainly the church has to stand for holiness. And as a result of this, God said, there is a spewing. That's not spitting. There is a spewing out of my mouth. What? A constant flow. There's a constant flow. And everybody, everybody under the sound of my voice right now knows somebody that used to come to church don't come no more. You know, Paul said, brethren of the times and of the seasons, you have no need that I write unto you. Amen. Uh, We see people walking away from the church. God said, I have you in the palm of my hand and no man can pluck you out. But yet people walk out. And this is the spewing uh, that Jesus is talking about. Amen. Uh, There's a constant flow. People are not satisfied of being saved. Uh, I guess Jesus is not that satisfying portion anymore. So they're being spewed out of the mouth of God. All right. Now we're going to, we're not going to go back and do a whole lot of uh, recap because now um, one silver lining to this is that we have uh, Facebook, we have YouTube. You can go back in and, and review part one, the scriptures that we have gone over, but I do want to go and we're going to start and <clears throat> Uh, Revelations, the fourth chapter The fourth chapter And we're going to go In that first verse All right And this is the end Of the church dispensation As we know it The seventh church The lukewarm church And immediately after that Is the rapture All right The rapture All right And certainly we see here, uh, John, he's caught up into the third heaven. And I did a little bit of research as to that third heaven, what exactly uh, that is. You know, uh, Paul was the one who told us, he said, you know, I was caught up into the third heaven. He said, "Uh, whether in the body I did not know or whether out of the body I did not know. But he saw things uh, that were so awesome that could not even be uttered. It wasn't time to be revealed yet. Uh, And we see John here being caught up in the third heaven as well. And he's telling us what's going to happen after the church is snatched out. So John is witnessing and telling us, because John, when he was released out of prison, he went back and wrote the book of Revelation. All right. And he's letting us know what's going to happen when the church is taken out. So he is an eyewitness. But that third heaven, there's uh, their first heaven. We see in Deuteronomy 28:12. It says the Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty, to send rain on your land in the season and bless all the work of thy hands. All right, so uh, we know... Uh, We don't have no gardens nowhere else. That first heaven is right here on earth. First heaven is right here on earth. All right. And we signify that, uh, prove that by going to Deuteronomy 28, 12. That second heaven uh, is uh, the stars and the moons. If you look at uh, Psalms uh, 19, it begins with the heavens declare the glory of God. The heavens declare the glory of God. Psalms 19, Uh, we want four and six. It says, in the heavens, he has pitched a tabernacle for the sun. In that second heaven, God said, I pitched a tabernacle for the sun. All right. And then he said his going forth is from the end of the heaven and his circuit Until the ends of it, nothing is hid from the heat thereof, all right? Uh, That sun that goes from the, uh, rises in the east and goes to the west, all right? The end of its circuit, all right? That is the second heaven that God uh, has established. And then the third heaven, uh, I know you know, that's where God dwells. All right. That's where we want to talk about tonight, because ultimately that's where we want to be. If you look in First Kings, First <clears throat> Kings, the eighth chapter and verse 27, you all remember when Solomon dedicated the temple, he said, shall God dwell on the earth? All right. But he said, the heaven and the heavens of heavens cannot contain thee. What? The heaven and the heavens of heaven cannot contain thee. So the third heaven is where God dwells. Amen. And that's where John is uh, when he picks up and speaks to us in Revelation, uh, the fourth chapter. He has been called up to the third heaven. All right. Revelation 4 and 1 said, After this I look, and behold, a door was open in heaven. Amen. And this is something that has never happened before because this is the rapture. John is talking about the rapture, and certainly this is after the end of the Seventh Dispensation Church. Uh, we will have the rapture. John is called up into heaven to be a witness of the things to come after the church has been taken out. Amen. And certainly we know Paul said he was there as well in that third heaven. And he saw things unlawful to even utter. All right. And John said. After this, I looked and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. Amen. So this is the call of John. And God is telling him, Come up hither. Uh, And I thought about this. You all remember when um, Jesus said Lazarus come forth And if he had not uh, specified who Everybody would have jumped up out of the grave And I I believe also here If God didn't say John All of us would have been caught up to the heavens (laughs) Uh, That's some of the things that God just shared with me I want to share with you Uh, So he said John I want you to come up hither Uh, I'm going to show you things that must, that must come to pass. These things that are going to happen after the church is taken out. All right. And Isaiah saw the same thing. He had this hope also as well. And I know we're, um, we are repeating just a few things just to get it before us where we are. Isaiah 26, 19 through 21, God is going to call his church. Isaiah was that eagle-eyed prophet uh, that was to show us things, uh, uh, tell us of things to come. And he saw this rapture as well. Isaiah 26, 19 through 21, he said, The dead men shall live together with my body shall they rise. Not only the dead men of my time, but... Me, myself, I believe I'm going to see him. Amen. Awake and sing, ye that dwell in the dust, for the dew is as the dew of herbs, and the earth shall cast out the dead. Amen. And we certainly know the Bible says that the dead in Christ, they're going to get up first. Now look what he says. He says, come my people. This is the same call that John heard Uh, When he was in the third heaven, when uh, in Revelation, it said, come up hither. This is that same come, uh, that call that Isaiah saw way back in his day. All right. He said, come, my people, enter thou into thy chamber and shut the door about thee. Hide thyself. It will be overpassed. For behold, I want you to look, the Lord cometh out of his place. And that's heaven. What is he going to do? Punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity or their wrongdoing. The earth also shall disclose her blood and shall no more cover her slain. Amen. And certainly there are certain religious sects I talked about. You know, we got the Hellenists, the Herodians, Herodians and Uh, And we also have the religious sects of this day, the Buddhists, that they don't believe that there is life after this life. Well, here it is. We have it both here in the Old Testament, Isaiah saw saw it, and also we have John telling us, uh, this is what happened to me and this is what God had revealed to me when I was in exile on the island of Patmos. All right. So Isaiah tells us that our bodies shall rise again. Job talked about it as well. He says, and though after the skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh that I am going to see God. Uh, Paul talked about it. He said, um, um, behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we're going to be changed in a moment of twinkling of an eye. Amen. So there is life after this life amen and certainly we can confirm that in the scriptures we see that in the scriptures all right come up my people enter thou into thy chamber and shut the door about thee now listen he said come my people Uh, not the world he's calling the church his people the overcomers of that day that present day and certainly We're going through a whole lot right now. uh, But there will be overcomers of this dispensation. And certainly, I consider myself to be an overcomer. Amen. My life is hid in Christ. So he's going to say, come, my people. Amen. Enter into your chamber. Shut up the things that are about to come. Because we certainly know that tribulation period that is going to take place right after the rapture. Is something that we don't want to be a part of. We'll talk about that more. Uh, And I want you also to know, uh, contrary to popular belief, that the saints are not going through the tribulation period. The saints will be taken out. Amen. And when that door opens, that's the rapture, will be snatched out. All right. And then John starts telling us of the things that's going to happen after the church is snatched out. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad that we will not uh, be part of that tribulation. Hide thyself, as it were, for a little moment until the indignation be overpassed. Amen. Amen. Uh, and when we look at indignation, that means provoked or an unfair treatment. Amen. God lets us know that he's going to pierce them that have pierced him. Uh, those that have denied his name. Those that have, not, have decided not to follow him. Amen. And that's what he calls it a time of indignation. Uh, that uh, indignation will be the tribulation period. And that little moment that we see there, we know that the tribulation period will last seven years. Amen. It will be seven years. And certainly we know the church age. The church age is going to last about 2,000 years. Amen. And this word, when uh, it was written, is about 2,000 years ago. Amen. So we know that the Lord is soon to come. And I thank God because in Psalms, in Psalms ninety-one, seven and eight, and this is a little, uh, uh, familiar passage of scripture. I love it uh, because it is uh, David said, "We're only going to see these things." The tr- and that's, I'm not talking about uh, what John saw. We'll see it just like John saw it, but the destruction. The tribulation period we will only see it with our eyes we will not go be part of it he said a thousand um, Psalms 91 second uh, 91st division of Psalms 7 and 8 he said a thousand shall fall at thy side ten thousand at thy right hand but it shall not come thee. what did he say only with thine eyes will you behold and see This is the reward of the wicked. What we are experiencing right now is the reward of the wicked, amen? And I'm gonna say again, we'll only see this, what we're talking about tonight, with our eyes. And what's happening during that tribulation period, God's judgment is being poured out on the earth, amen? His judgment is being poured out, and we're only gonna see that with our eyes. We will be safe. We will be safe, and I want you to know the things that we're gonna read on tonight are just, um, I guess what we're witnessing right now, amplified uh, 100 times, if you will, or a million times even, amen, because uh, the things that we saw, the noisome pestilence, uh, the wars and the rumors of war, unrest, evil, all of those things are in place right now. And, and the tribulation period, um, the, the mystery of iniquity doth already work and only he that let will let. All right. The mystery of iniquity. I don't know why folk uh, seem uh, like they've lost their mind today. It's just a mystery of iniquity, wrongdoing, evil thoughts, evil things, uh, mothers killing children, their babies, uh, uh, parents uh, killing their uh, children, uh, children killing their parents, so much evilness. The mystery of iniquity doth already work, and only he that letteth, that's the hand of Jesus. All right? Only he that letteth. His hand is just like a dam That's only allowing certain things to come through Yes, Jesus is allowing the coronavirus to come through uh, And when he snatches his church out, guess what? His hand is going to be released And all wickedness All wickedness is going to um, break out on this earth But what we're seeing is just a for tastes. All right. For behold, the Lord cometh out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth. He's coming out of his place. What is that? Heaven. And what is he coming for? To punish the inhabitants of the earth. What is he going to do it for? Because of their wrongdoing, their iniquity. For the earth also shall disclose the blood and shall no more cover her slain. Amen. So. God is going to punish the inhabitants, those that did not make the rapture, uh, those that were not caught up with the church. God is going to punish them for their wrongdoing. The conditions are going to get worse and worse. And all those that have died since Adam's day up until the time of the rapture. All right. All those that have died since Adam's day up until the time of the rapture are those ones that are going to rise up. Amen. We read that in the beginning of this um, in Isaiah. Um, let me see if I got it. The dead shall live. Isaiah 26. Isaiah 26, 19. The dead men shall live. Together with my dead body shall they ri- arise. Awaken sing. Ye that dwell in the dust, for for thy dew is as the dew of herbs, and the earth shall cast out the dead. All of those that have lived since Adam's day until the time of the rapture, amen, will come out of their graves. When God says, come, my people, come, amen, and we shall not prevent them which are asleep, for the dead in Christ shall rise, what? They're going to get up first Amen Alright, let's go back to Revelation now God is going to punish those that pierced him That refused to live a Christian lifestyle uh, That refused to uh, honor him Walk up right before him Those that had denied him Amen He is going to pierce them that have pierced him. All right, Revelation, we'll go back and uh, we're going to recap here in verse one. Come up hither and I will show thee things to come hereafter. And that word hereafter, I want you to know that begins immediately. That's after the rapture. That hereafter is after the rapture. These are the things that John is going to show us and uh, witness for us What's going to happen? And that's what everybody is um, asking the question now. uh, What's happening? All right. Well, the church, we ought to know. Brethren of the times and of the seasons, you have no need that I write unto you. We already know. But we need to be able to tell somebody else. Amen. God is in control. And certainly, I believe God is man. Amen. Amen. God is mad he said I'm shaking the heavens and the earth so those things that cannot be shaken will remain everything is being shaken he said I'm shaking the heaven yet once more I'm going to shake the heaven and the earth so those things that cannot be shaken may remain so we are a part of his unshakable kingdom amen and we all be shouting glad amen all right so after he snatches us out uh the time will be no more we're tied to time right now and i'm looking at the clock right now to see how much more time i have and i'm not getting as far as i want to get but when that time comes, uh, the uh time will be done away with all right we won't have to worry about uh, getting to this place on time or getting to that place on time, getting up on time, going to bed on time, we will be in that city. That will be our home. Amen. Those gates, uh, they will never shut. All right. And the Bible lets us know that uh, Jesus himself, God himself, will be the light of that city. And that will be a city that will have day light all the time. The gates will always be open and so shall we ever uh, When you see forever In Revelation That's a forever that has an end But when you see forever and ever That's an ever That will not ever end Alright Forever and ever We are going to be with the Lord Alright So Revelation 4 and 2 He said And immediately I was in the Spirit Alright and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne immediately. John now is that celestial being uh, that is now in the third heaven of the things, and God is going to show him the things that must happen afterward. Amen. And he said, I saw one throne, and only one person that sat on it. Amen. Jesus is God revealing. Amen. That's what Revelation is. Uh, he's revealing who he, to what John snatches his church out. We're going to see exactly what John saw. All right. And when we look at chapters uh, uh, four and five in Revelation, we will see, I saw a throne and him that sat up on that throne seven times. One throne, and only one person that sat up on that throne. And we know Jesus is the Father, Jesus is the Son, and Jesus is the Holy Ghost. And if he's all those three, he got to be one because there's only one sitting on the throne. Amen. So what we see in the Old Testament concealed, we see now in Revelation revealed. All right revelation four and three look what he said he saw he said and he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and starting stone and there was a rainbow round a rainbow round about the throne in sight like unto an emerald it was green all right that rainbow I'm sure was a reminder to the saints uh, of the Old Testament uh he said not with water but fire next time so that rainbow has always been symbol symbolism of the promise that he made years ago all right and he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and sardine stone and there was a rainbow round about the throne in sight like unto an emerald now Um, This jasper and sardine stone, we talked about that. Um, If you look at a stone and it's round and uh, usually if it's pretty um, smooth, uh, uh, when you see one side of it, uh, you see the same, you turn it, it's the same thing. That jasper and sardine stone um, is a stone, when you turn it, you see something different. Every time you turn it, uh, you see something different. When you look at him, uh, you say, I see the Father. I see the Son. I see the Holy Ghost. I see Jesus, the Son of God. All right? Uh, all members, parts of the Godhead. All right? When you look at him and you turn it, you see something different. All members of the Godhead. You all remember when Mary Martha said, Jesus If you had been here, my brother, he wouldn't have died. Jesus said, I am the resurrection. (laughs) My God, every time you turn me, you gonna see something different. But it's just me. All right. What about when they were on the Mount of Transfiguration? All right. Uh, And uh, it was Moses and Elijah uh, that when Jesus took them up, uh, took them aside and he was transfigured. Upon the Mount of Transfiguration, and Moses uh, said, You know, Lord, let us make three tabernacles. And what happened? Uh, The cloud came and overshadowed them. And when the dust settled, there was a voice that said, This is my beloved Son. What hear ye him? That same one that's sitting on the throne. (laughs) That one throne. And that one individual, which is Jesus, that is on the throne. All right. Uh, Revelation 4 and 4, we see both the Old Testament and New Testament church. And round about the throne were four and twenty-four seats. And upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting clothed in white raiment. And they had on their heads crowns of gold. All right. So John said, I saw both the Old Testament and New Testament church sitting around the throne. Uh, Those 12 uh, patriarchs of old. Amen. Uh, All those from Adam's day until John the Baptist, 12 of the Old Testament and 12, the 12 apostles of the New Testament. I saw all of them. Amen. And they were in white raiment, a man signifying holiness, and they sat around the throne. All right. And certainly we can confirm that in Luke 13, Luke 13, when they asked Jesus, will there be few that enter in Luke 13 and 28? They asked Jesus, were there be few that enter in? Look what Jesus said. And uh, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you shall see who? Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and who? All of the prophets in the kingdom of God and you yourselves thrust out. Uh, Publicans and sinners, thrust out. And they shall come from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south and shall sit down in the kingdom of God. And behold, look, they are last, which shall be first and they are first, which shall be last. Amen. So he saw. He saw the, both the Old Testament church and the New Testament church sitting in the kingdom of God. And we, we see this in Luke, the 13th chapter. We're going to see Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and all of the prophets. Amen. Uh, the Bible says uh, with, without us, they cannot be made perfect. Um, I know um, I was just saying this the other day. Um, uh, contrary to popular belief There's nobody in heaven right now Jesus told uh, the malefactor That was hung with him on the cross This day shall you be with me in Not heaven Paradise You have attained to the very best That you can Paradise There is nobody in heaven There is nobody in hell Until that time come Alright My God So uh, and I don't care how you feel about certain people. Uh, they're still not in hell. Uh, they won't be there until God puts them there. All right. So uh, they without us, the Old Testament church, they without us cannot be made perfect. When we all get to heaven, we all want to see him. All right. Uh, together. All right. One more scripture here in Acts 3, to proof. Um Jesus said the church include all of those holy prophets since the world began. Um Acts. The third chapter, verses twenty and twenty-one. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you. Whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution. When God restore, when he um, uh, uh, unites, amen, uh, his church, his people, he's going to uh, the times of restitution of all things, which God hath spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. Amen, they will all Those are what we see around the throne Uh, You all remember Revelation Uh, He said, and the kingdoms of this world Are become the kingdoms of our Lord Amen God is now going to take control Amen And the kingdoms of the world Are now going to be under his control All right What do we have? Um, Back in Revelation 4 and 5, the church, and now John is seeing this for us. He's in heaven with God, and we see the seven spirits of God, uh, Revelation 4, 5, And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices, um, as there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. All right, so out of the throne proceed lighting, lightning and thundering and voices. And certainly this is symbolic of, uh, great events that are going to happen on both the earth and in heaven. Uh, you all remember at Mount Sinai, uh, there was clamoring of the clouds and thundering. Amen. Uh, these are great events. As he gave the Ten Commandments, uh, we saw the same thing. Great events that are happening both in on the earth and in heaven. And out of the throne proceed lightnings and thundering and voices And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. All right. So now we see the seven lamps, the seven lamps of fire, those seven golden candlesticks that represent each dispensation of the church. Amen. And it would make sense now because Now the church is raptured. They're no longer, those seven golden candlesticks are no longer in the temple. They're up in heaven. And that makes a whole lot of sense to me. All right? Those are the seven dispensations of the church uh, that were on earth, the seven golden candlesticks that were in the temple. They're now up in heaven. And they're no longer in the temple, but they're now in heaven now because the church have been taken up now. Uh, The seven spirits of God. Does God have seven spirits? We certainly say no. He has but one spirit. And when we see when he talks about the seven spirits, he's talking about the spirit of God in each of the seven dispensations of the church. The spirit of God. There was one in the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. All right. Uh, The Spirit of God in each of the seven dispensations of the church. Uh, God has but one spirit, and we certainly have that in uh, Zechariah. All right. In Zechariah, the fourth chapter, you all remember Zechariah was talking to the Lord so long. He fell asleep on. He's talking to the angel so long he fell asleep. (laughs) Uh, It makes me a little bit jealous because after all the praying and and fasting and and and, uh, uh, scratching I do to hear a word from the Lord, here's Zechariah. The angel is talking with him so long he falls asleep on him. Uh, Zechariah, the fourth chapter. He lets him know that this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. All right? And uh, let's let's look here. Uh, Zechariah, the fourth chapter, and the first through six. And the angel that talked with me came again. I fell asleep. He came again. And he woke me up. He waked me as a man that is wakened out of his sleep. All right? And said unto me, What seest thou? And I said, I have looked and behold a candlestick, all of gold, all right, and with a bowl upon the top of it, and the seven lamps thereon, and the seven pipes uh, to the seven lamps, which are upon the top thereof, and I see two olive trees by it, one upon the right side of the bowl, and the other upon the left side thereof, all right? Now in the temple, uh, those lamps were continuously burning. And what Zachariah said, I saw, uh, and you know a lamp has to be uh, fueled by oil, all right? So instead of someone actually standing there having to wait until the lamp goes out, he said, I saw an olive tree, all right? And the branch thereof was going into the bowl and there was a constant flow of oil in those bowls and those lamps, which signify life, never went out. All right, all right. And upon the uh, on the right of the bowl, and the one on the left side thereof. So I answered and spake to the angel that talked with me, saying, What are these, my lord? Then the angel that talked with me answered and said unto me, Knowest thou not what these be? And I said, No, my Lord. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but my spirit. Those seven uh, candlesticks, those seven bowls, those sandals, uh, seven fires uh, represent one spirit. Amen? Amen. Uh, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. And you all remember, Zechariah, this is the time that they were going back to rebuild the temple. Uh, they were um, discouraged. They were just getting out of captivity. There was a whole lot um, that needed to be done. They didn't have a whole lot of wherewithal to get it done. But how were they going to do it? Not my might. Not by power, but God's spirit. How are we gonna make it today? Not by might, nor by power, but what God's spirit. Amen. We're not gonna make it through here with no AK-47. Uh, I don't care what you got—a Smith and Wesson, 45. Uh, we got all of these things that we say. You got your protection. You better put your protection, your trust in God. Amen. We're going to get the overcomers of this church dispensation. And what we're going through right now, the overcomers, you're going to do it by his spirit. The only way that they were going to accomplish what they had to do was because God was on their side. The only way that we're going to make it through this church dispensation, my God, God has to be on our side. Amen. So I don't care what uh, you uh Uh, think about yourself. Don't fool yourself. You're not going to make it through here on your own. It's got to be by the Spirit of God, not by might, nor by power, but by his Spirit. So God does not have seven different spirits. He only has one. Amen? He only has one. And what um, he saw, John saw, I'll say that again, was the different spirit in each dispensation of the church of God. All right, the spirit in each seven dispensations of the church of God. All right, Revelation 4, let's go back and see what John saw. Revelation 4 and 6, And before the throne, there were a sea of glass, like unto crystal. That looks like something that somebody can look through and see something. But we'll just hold that thought for later. And before the throne, there was a sea of glass, like unto crystal. And in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. John said, I saw the throne, Um, and him that sat upon the throne, I saw the 24 elders, and I saw four beasts with eyes. Four beasts that had eyes everywhere, amen? Now, I'm just going to uh, say this, so you'll understand, God has eyes everywhere. And that may give away what um, those beasts represent, because those beasts represent the church. The church. All right. God has eyes everywhere. How many know God is a spirit? Um, What God is doing, he's doing through who? Through us. God is a spirit. He don't have no hands. He use our hands. He don't have no feet he use our feet guess what his eyes those four beasts with eyes round about um, Proverbs Proverbs the 15th chapter and the third verse says the eyes of the Lord are in every place what is he doing beholding the evil and the good my god that's why he was able to tell the church i know your works you you might be able to hide it from god but you can't hide it from me now let me explain this uh and i I, i'm gonna let me explain this um um Mm. I have to be careful as a pastor because a lot of people know me but I don't know them um, and, and sometimes I've had individuals that you know after they I've uh, had a transaction with them and uh, I've given them my uh, credit card and they gave me my card back and, uh and I'll say well I'll see you and they'll, they'll say well God bless you pastor Dumas and I'm like, <laughs> so, uh, and I'm thinking, you know what? It's good that I had a good disposition. You know, the eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil and the good. All right. Um, I was on Facebook and I told, uh, I, I uh, uh, put a post out there and I said, you know, um Uh, This is getting real because I'm out of my my favorite coffee, Bigby, uh, Michigan Cherry. I've been drinking that coffee since um, uh, 2009. That was when the First Lady was in intensive care. And uh, it was late one night and one of the nurses was brewing coffee and it just smelled so good. I was like, what in the world is that? Because coffee... Uh, was the perfect thing for me right then uh, and um, this particular male nurse told me that it was Big B coffee uh, and it was Michigan cherry and he gave me a, a cup of it and I had fell in love with it from that point on so I was telling put my Facebook post saying well um, uh, this thing has become real because I'm out of coffee and Bigby is closed and uh, Sister Christina Young, she said, well, Bigby on Stadium is open. <laughs> and I, that's all I needed to hear. And I ran over to the Stadium and got me some coffee from Bigby. Uh, the eyes of the Lord, I didn't know, but she knew. All right. The eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil and the good. Amen. I'm reminded of, um, I love to tell this story about Mother Tyree uh, mm-hmm. Our dearly departed uh, has gone on before us. Uh, she packed her bag and went to the Bahamas. She didn't tell nobody, uh, didn't tell her neighbors to... Watch her house, Um, and uh, she decided I'm going to the Bahamas, and you know this is what I'm doing. I'm not telling nobody about it. When she got to the Bahamas, she ran into her next. I I ain't talking about a neighbor across the street, down the street. She ran into her next door neighbor. So obviously she had the same thought. Uh, I'm leaving town and I ain't going to ask nobody to watch my house either because I don't want nobody knowing uh, where I'm going. It ain't none of her business. Uh, But run right into your next door neighbor. God has eyes everywhere. You can hide it from man, but you can't hide it from God. All right, let's get this revelation. Let's go back to Revelation. Revelation 4, those four beasts represent the church. They had eyes before and behind. They were seeing everything. All right? That represents the church. Amen? And uh, let's see here. In Revelation 4, we're going to go and read. We're going to read 7 through 11 because we see now here, the whole church uh, glorifying God. All right. He said, and the first beast was like a lion. Now this is a apocalyptic uh, language. You see it in Daniel and you will see it in um, Revelation. Amen. And this is a language that uh, it uses symbolism uh, of things. And so he says, the first beast was like a lion, and the second beast was like a calf, and the third beast beast had a face as a man, and the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. And the fourth beast uh, had each them six wings about him, and they were full of the eyes within, and the rest, uh, not day, and they rest, not day or night. The eyes of the Lord are open, all right, beholding uh, the good, the uh, evil and the good. They didn't rest, uh, not day nor night, saying what? Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. God said there's no God before me. There's no God after me. And beside me, there is no savior. There's no God before me. There's no God after me. And beside me, you can worship it, but it can't save you. You can burn an incense to it, but it can't save you. You can bow down to it, but it can't save you. All right. They said, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. And when those beasts gave glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne who liveth how long forever and ever. In Revelation, when you see ever, uh, that has an end. But when you see forever and ever, that's no end. All right. That's the church. A time will be no more. We will be with him forever. We will live forever and ever. And the four and 20 elders, what did they do? They fell down before him uh, that sat on the throne and worshiped him that liveth how long? Forever and ever. All right. And they cast their crowns before the throne, saying, let me get this down. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor. And power for thou hast created all things for thy pleasure and are and were created. Let me say that you read that again. For thou hast created all things for thy pleasure, they are and were created. He created everything for his pleasure. they are and were created. Uh, I remember saying the world was created for God's pleasure. And I remember uh, some somebody looking at me like, yeah, the world was created. And this is the scripture here. The world was created for his pleasure. For thou hast created all things for thy pleasure. They are and were created. I may not ever see the Great Wall of China. I may not ever see the... Ruins of ancient Rome. If the world was created for my pleasure, my God, I'd be, probably be a pretty miserable person But because I can't see everything. The world was created for his pleasure. All right. We find our pleasure in, in him. All right. Because when we get in the presence of the Lord, what is it? The fullness of joy. In the presence of the Lord is the fullness of joy. And if we ever get to that right hand, what is that? That's pleasures forevermore The world was created for his pleasure Amen We find our pleasure in him Somebody said as long as I got King Jesus I don't need nothing else All right, wait a minute I want to explain this and then we're going to end here Um, Ezekiel wrote about this same uh, scene that we're witnessing here Ezekiel saw the four beasts and he saw them with four wings, all right? Uh, and Ezekiel and uh, both Isaiah wrote about this the same um, passage that we're reading here. They both use apocalyptic language to explain. Um, they did not see it, They it was prophecy for them. John is actually witnessing it, and we will see it when the church is taken out Uh, They said pretty much the same thing, but uh, Ezekiel saw the beast with four wings. So what does that mean? The four wings, uh, because he saw the church on earth. Now look at this, um, Isaiah 6. When Isaiah saw it, he saw the beast with six wings. All right? And look what he said, Isaiah 6 chapter 1 he said in the year that king Uzziah died i saw the lord what was he doing sitting upon the throne he was high and lifted up and his train filled the temple above it stood what the seraphims those angelic beings each had six wings And with twain, what did he do? He covered his face. And with two, twain, he covered his feet. And with twain, the two that uh, Ezekiel didn't see, he said with twain, they did fly. So Ezekiel saw the church on earth. Uh, Isaiah saw the church raptured up. Um, And I know we're not going to fly, but you know, uh, Isaiah used symbolism uh, to describe a church that's going to be caught up, all right? And we certainly know um, that's not going to be uh, by any physical means. What does he say? Uh, not by might nor by power, but by his spirit. The Holy Ghost uh, is the power that we're going to use to be caught up to meet God in the air, all right? Uh, hopefully, you all got something now. Um Y'all stick with me because uh, We're going to go to the opening of the seals Um, Jesus uh, Is sitting on the throne He's holding the book in his right hand Uh, I guess I should hold up my right hand He's holding the book in his right hand And it is sealed with seven seals And each one of those seals Is God's judgment for the tribulation period And as they are opened up Uh, first of all John began weeping because he said there's nobody here worthy to open the book and he became upset and began to cry there's nobody worthy to open up the book but we know there is one worthy to open up the book and as each one of those seals is opened up and I think this is the interesting part uh, of this Bible class we see uh, the destruction of that God is going to pour out on this earth. Saints, listen. Um, You think it's scary now. You think it's bad now. Um, This is nothing uh, compared to what's going to happen after God snatches church out. Amen. The mystery of iniquity does already work. It's bad enough now. And only he that letteth will let amen so that that evil that wickedness god has his hand on why because the church is still here but when he snatches out his church he's gonna lift his hand my god and we'll see those seven seals uh being broken open and each of the judgment that come as a result so stick with me i I, like i said i think this is the exciting part Uh, of this Bible class and something that will be revealing uh, to each and every one of us. And certainly uh, I thank God because he will give you pastors after his own heart that will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Everybody, everybody needs a pastor. That is God's way, amen. That is his plan for the church. You can't go to God for yourself. God has protocol. He has procedure. Amen. He said, I'll give you pastors, um, not with uh, their own mind and their own ways, but there will be pastors after my own heart. What are they going to do? They're going to feed you with knowledge and understanding. And certainly, if there's ever a time that we need to know what's happening, what's going on, it's being revealed right here in the book of Revelation. May God bless you. May God keep you.